Is this mic on? Is this mic on? <laughs> BS. Show. It's Brad and Shelley. I'm sorry. Are you there? You're not. You're, you're really not sorry. I am there. But that was a nice try. Is this mic on? You're so sincere. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm, such a goofball. I'm Brad and Shelly, a.k.a. The Big Kahuna. <laughs> That's Shelly, the Big Kahuna. <laughs> why the hell would anybody listen to this show? I'm wondering why. Anyway, uh, BS.show, we're on three different radio stations, Westplex 107.1, KSLQ 104.5, and AM 1350. Okay, It's I've, a cluster. It's a cluster, all right. I've, I found the article, Dr. Barry Marshall. Okay, let me just read you this one paragraph. For, a, for years, an obscure doctor hailing from Australia's hard scrabble west coast watching horror as ulcer, ulcer patients felt so, fell so ill that many had their stomach removed or bled until they died. That oh physician, an internist named Barry Marshall, was tormented because he knew there was a simple treatment for ulcers, which at the time afflicted 10% of all adults. God, 10%. In 1981, so 41 years ago, Marshall began working with Robin Warren, Warren, the Royal Perth Hospital pathologist, who two years earlier discovered the gut could be overrun by hardy corkscrew, corkscrew shaped by bacteria called Helicopter Bacter pylori, or something like that. Biopsying under cult, uh, on ulcer patients and culturing the organism in his lab, Marshall traced not just ulcers but also stomach cancer, this gut infection. The cure, he realized, was readily available antibiotics. But mainstream gastroenterologists were dismissive, holding on to the idea that ulcers were caused by stress. Once again, this guy is saying, I know what causes ulcers, ulcers but the mainstream press and the mainstream doctors are saying, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So you know what he did? He... He tested it on himself. Exactly. He got, he cultured one of his patients who had ulcers and he took the bacteria out of their stomach. He mixed it up and drank it and developed ulcers himself. Can you believe that? Well, I think that's kind of nasty actually. Well, but, 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 for the, for the love of science. But for years, remember, we talked about this. For years, people thought, well, if you got a high-stress job, you're a corporate executive. That was always Rock Hudson. Anyway, see, oh, so... no, he that, was so dreamy. But that's what... Yeah, and he played for the wrong... And do you know, he hated Susan St. James. They hated each other. Really? Yes. Well, we talked about last week, like Patrick Swayze and what's-her-name uh, from... Um, Jennifer. Jennifer, what's-her-name? You know who I'm talking about. I from do. Dirty Maybe. Dancing. They hated each hate each other too can you imagine that can you imagine I can being like acting like for example like here's the true story I hate Shelly but I love Brian Richardson uh huh <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm sorry I couldn't resist <laughs> Any, anyway okay you just keep it up Sparky <laughs> Shelly's in her new mode. She started her mo new mode yesterday. She ain't taking no prisoners. She's, she's kicking butt and taking names. That's the new Shelly. And it's Brad's butt that I'm kicking. <laughs> yeah, she's kicking my butt. <laughs> she, she's kicking my butt. Okay, things he to talk about it. this Don't morning. Worry about it. Okay. He's fine. Here we go. This is Sean Penn. You're and I agree. Him. You know who Sean Penn is? I do know who Sean Penn is. Okay. He says American men have so surprised. He says American men have become feminized and he blames cowardly genes. 
Sean Penn doubled down on comments he made about masculinity in America during uh, American men during a recent interview in which he blamed cowardly jeans for men putting on a skirt. The controversial comments came after the Flag Day actor and two-time Oscar winner broke out of about uh, spoke out about American culture in an interview with the newspaper in which he explained that he feels men. My phone keeps moving. Men in the country are being feminized. Quote, I'm in the club that believes that men in American culture have become wildly feminized. Uh, I don't think that being a brute or having insensitivity or disrespect for women is anything to do with masculinity or ever did. But I don't think that in order to be fair to women, we should become them. I couldn't agree with him more. I've talked about this before. Why was he wearing a dress? No, he's not wearing a dress. Men have men. Here, here's, here's, here's what's going on. Men are confused. Men are confused. Like, duh. No. <laughs> that's that's no. like not a new thing. <laughs> because Mars and Venus. Okay, that's, <laughs> no, what, no, no, that's no. what y'all need to Men know. Men are confused because back in the day, you watch guys like Robert Mitchum and James Garner and John Wayne, John Wayne and people like that. And those With guys. Swagger. Well, but those guys were men's men. Okay? Now, yeah. name me one of those guys right now. And what's interesting about this, you know what the, the movie series, The Expendables, you ever seen The Expendables before? I have. Okay. Tell me who's in that series. I don't know. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Bruce, okay. Bruce Willis. Sylvester Stallone. What do they all have in common? They're all very, um, they're all men's men. But they're all macho dudes, but they're all like over 50. Every last one of them. And Schwarzenegger is like, what, in his 70s now or something like that? Stallone's like, Stallone's got to be in his 70s now, too. I mean, they're all up there in years. Okay, name me right now, name me a quote-unquote man's man who's in a movie. Tell me one guy, one okay. man. I do not know what, no, yet Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Isn't that what his name is? I don't know. I never heard of that person before. Who is it? You that? haven't? No. So he um, has done several series. He was on. He was the dad on Supernatural. He had another show that he ran a mm, quasi mafia um, hotel in Florida. That um, I'm looking at him right now, but he's not called he, the Playa. He's not a young guy either. He looks like he's like 50, he's 55. I know. Isn't he delicious? But once again, name me some guy who's in his 20s or 30s. And, and for example, I'm not trying to... I don't to... know anybody in okay. their 20s and 30s that are... are I, I don't know the actors today. Okay, let's look at the music we play in this radio station. We have the One Direction guys. Uh-huh. Then those guys look like they could beat the crap out of you in a, in a, in a bar fight. Yeah, so does... Um, <laughs> you, hold on, whoa, you, you think... Maroon 5. No, you think those guys could beat you up? The, the 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 one one direction guys could beat you up anybody can beat anybody up <laughs> no, if they but, have the adrenaline but the and, point and the want to i'm trying to make is do you think those guys i'm sorry are, the, you're are, always trying to make a point and i'm i'm sidetracking you do you think they're masculine sorry not sorry do you but think, go on do you think they're masculine looking guys the one direction no, guys I do what not. what harry styles wears like a kilt now or whatever harry k wears okay once again okay go through all the different people like you know, and, and once again, I'm not trying to say they have to come out on stage and look like they're an MMA guy. But once, you know, once again, men are confused because they're not supposed to be, you know, masculine. I got it. Who? Jensen Eccles. Who the heck is Jensen Eccles? He is uh, Dean on Supernatural. Very uh. macho. 
And he's probably in his 30s. Got news for you, he's 43. He's not in his 30s. He's, <laughs> see, you're making my point. None of these young guys, I mean, name me somebody who's in their 20s who's a tough guy. I don't know anybody who's but, a tough but guy see, in but see, at I'm, 20. I'm not trained. And just what, like, Sean Penn says, a tough guy is That's someone. A, pressure. A, a tough guy is someone, you know, the stereotypical, if you're like a, a he-man, you like, hey, honey, get me my dinner. I want it right now. Honey, give me, where's my beer? Give me a sandwich. That's that's like what what people think are like the stereotypical, you know, male is. And that the current stereotypical male is, hey, honey, can I make you some, some seaweed tea? Would you like some? Would you like some <laughs> some finger sandwiches? You know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, like, yes, I do. I mean, like you know, but see, a real man, a real man in my book respects Ooh, a real man respects women, and and would do anything to protect. That's true. A, would protect a woman, you know. And once again, it's the kind of thing. Go back. There used to be this comedian. And he actually franchised it, and it was, it was he did a one man show, and it was used to be popular. Everything you want to know about life, you can learn from the caveman or something like that. And he essentially said, if you want to understand men and women, look back to the caveman, and look back to what happened. The caveman was the guy who went out, and he went out and killed the the you know the 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 deer or whatever, and drug it back to the cave. And the woman was was she was the one that like was you know cooking up the food and stuff like that. And he was the protector, and she was the protected. You know, but yet correct. Right? Am I am I exaggerating that? No. But see, to this day, I still think that women have the job of essentially being the protectors. Or what did I say? The men have the job of being the protectors of women. Now, I agree with that. Well, but once again, if I say that now, people, go, oh my God, that's that's so sexist. But you know, once again, if you're a guy. And God, I can, I, I told the stupid story about when, you know, when I went to Las Vegas, I went out with, with my wife one year, Randy Bluestone gave me tickets. We went and saw, I can't remember the four tops at the Aww. desert. Inn, okay. And we're walking down this street. We're walking on a sidewalk and we're walking down the street and there Are was you a, on the outside? I'm on the outside. I, I was, good. Once again, I'm on the outside. I'm on. I'm, so if the car runs up the curb, it's going to hit me first and not my wife. Okay? Correct. Yes. So I'm walking down the sidewalk, and there was a big hedge. You know, like they have all these fancy plants and things like that in Las Vegas. And there was a big hedge that you couldn't see over. And as we was came... Was that like a hedge fund? No, it's not a hedge fund. It was a hedge burr. Anyway, so as <laughs> we're walking down this sidewalk... <laughs> There, there was, uh, we came to like an intersection where another sidewalk met us at a 90 degree angle. Get what I'm saying? But the hedge ran along the right side. So we're walking up. I'm on the outside. She's on the inside. And as we come about 15 feet away from the sidewalk, we're going to intersect. This guy jumps out from behind the hedge and squares off at me like he's going to come at me and like he's going to fight me. So what did I do? I pushed my wife into the hedge. I pushed her into the hedge and I went right for the guy. Now, I'm not trying to brag about, oh, I'm a Mr. He-Man. And it freaked the guy out because, we, you know, once again, who, you know, once again, he's jumping out from behind a hedge, okay? Wouldn't you think there's, he's up to no good, right? Wouldn't you think yes, that? Yes, right. I okay. would. So I pushed her into the hedge, and she fell into the hedge, but, like, didn't fall on the ground because the hedge sort of, you know, held her up. I stood there for a split second, and then he, like, he, like took one step toward me, and I charged him, and he ran away. And she was like, 
what the hell was that all about? And I go, I thought the guy was going to attack us. So I was protecting her. I ain't bragging. I'm just telling you what happened. Okay, now, afterwards, at first she caught, she's thinking, why is my husband pushing me into a hedge? You know, <laughs> because uh -huh. I don't think she saw the guy at first, and I did. And it's one of those things where that was my job as a man to protect her. You know, I don't care what people say. Make fun of me, and I would do the same thing for any other woman. Well, maybe not you, but <laughs> any other woman. <laughs> That's two. <laughs> you know, and once again, I'm sorry. Well, maybe not you. And the thing about it is, is that is so true. But Because you, for some reason, do not realize I'm actually a girl. <laughs> I'm not touching that one either. Seriously. It's, it's almost like, but, well, you know I'm a girl, right? But see, I, I have a daughter, and I've said it before. And, and Joe Biden said it for me. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Boy, I've been playing my drops this morning all over the place. This is this is Joe Biden. Okay, everybody ready for this is Joe Biden. Ready? Yep. Here's Joe Biden. Oh, I'm just taking my cat to go get an enema. <laughs> no, that's not Joe Biden. Oh, he's changed. <laughs> here we here we go. This is Joe Biden. There's okay. not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. I agree with him. I really do. And I've told you this since the day I met you. I, I, That's I, true. You have. I talked to someone yesterday who's been in the radio business a long time about my ex-boss, Karen Carroll, who had tremendous impact on my career. And I had tremendous respect for him. And she was our new boss. Ron Grubbs quit, and she became our new boss. And there were guys at the radio station who were going to quit because they didn't work for a woman. And I took, the, I took the advantage of learning from Karen Carroll, who I learned tremendous things from about the radio business, and even to the point where, where she sort of took me under her wing, and we'd go visit people. And God, at the time, this was so cool. She had this beautiful new Mercedes she drove. And I remember the first time her and I, we, the car was parked in Clayton. Our studios were in Clayton. We're walking. We're going down the elevator out of our office building. And we walked out the door. And she tosses me the keys. And she says, you drive. I don't want to drive. I go, hey, knock, my, knock me out, man. I'm driving her Mercedes. And I would drive her around. I'm going like, and, and one of my guys I worked with saw that. And they go, I can't believe you're driving Carol around. Karen Carol around. I go, why not? I mean, it's a cool car. She doesn't, you know, I love to drive. And he go, well, she's the boss. She should be driving. No, she asked me to drive. I drove. I had no problem with that. And I learned some. J.C. Corcoran, when, when the, his station got bought out and Karen Carroll was his new boss, he would make fun of her on the air. He had the sound effects of like a dinosaur, Tyrannosaurus Rex or something like that. Rawr! And he would say, well, the boss just talk, called me. And he played this. I thought to myself, he is so disrespectful to her. You know, what's sad is if he was smart, he would learn from her. I learned from her. She taught me a lot. You know, uh, most of the women that I've had um, for supervisors, we didn't gel. I've all, my best supervisors have been men. Well, I, I think it, it depends on. I mean, you know, I mean, I've worked. It's a chick thing. You wouldn't understand. I've worked for a lot of bad guys. I mean, like guys who were terrible, terrible managers, and you know. You know, I actually have, you know, when I sit there and I think about the, my federal career, I sit there and I think about what was pivotal to get me to where I was at. 
And it all goes back to one of my former bosses when I worked for GSA at 9700 Page. And I actually, there's a Facebook group called 9700 Page. And I actually was able to connect with him after 25 years and tell him exactly what I felt and how um, integral he was in putting me, aligning me to succeed in my my position. And the interesting thing is we have a recording at the beginning of that conversation. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't, so bite me. <coughs> oh, look, 749. I found it. And I would moon her. Oh, and I would moon her. And I would moon her. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Oh, yeah, I played it three times. Play it again. And I would moon her. <laughs> Oh, there's that that one. Yeah. Seven forty nine. Oh, hold it. I screwed up, and I, you know why I screwed up? Why? Because I'm a man. <laughs> I screwed up. Yes, you are. Oh, it's seven forty nine.